Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to mention that if you're interested in Jesse Wyman's webinar on flatlay photography that we talked about in last week's episode, you still have time to register. It's going to be tomorrow by the time this airs. It's on Thursday, November 14th at 2 p.m. And you can register for it via a link on Jesse's website at jessiewymanphotography.com. So if you heard that episode or if you haven't yet heard it, then you should go listen to it. But <laughs> if flat life photography or photography for your business is interesting to you or something you think you could use, you should definitely consider signing up for this webinar. It's going to be like an hour long and it is tomorrow and it's absolutely free. So head on over to sign up on her website, or you can also click the link in our show notes from last week's episode with Jesse Wyman and find the direct link there as well. Now onto the show. Hi everyone. Welcome back. I want to talk today about some newsworthy things you can do before the end of the year. Yes, this is coming out in mid-November. All of a sudden, it feels like the year is almost over and there's not much time to do anything else. And if, you know, maybe we didn't meet all of our goals or plans for the year, it's too late, but I don't want to fall into that trap. It is not too late. We still have some time. And if PR or getting featured in the news, things like that have been something that you've been thinking about, hopefully it has been if you've been listening to this podcast, at least it's been in, in your mind a little bit, then I think it's something we should think about. Because yeah, people tend to think it's too late in the year or, or not the right time to focus on PR once it's the holiday season because they want to take time for the holidays. And also I think they assume media will be on vacation and not really doing as much too maybe, but that's not the case. The media never really sleeps. They're going all through the holidays. They're responsible for putting out new content every week, even when most people are away or on vacations. And therefore people are providing them with less pitches a lot of the time. So sometimes there can actually be more opportunities during the holidays simply because there's less competition for the space, especially when it's like literally right around the holidays. I've had a couple of surprising opportunities over the years myself where the week between Christmas and New Year's, I've gotten coverage on things that I hadn't really expected or had had very high hopes of being picked up. And the writers seemed really pleased to have something like interesting to work on and someone actually there working and helping them with their deadlines that they still have to meet. So it ended up being a really huge win-win. And it's something I think you should consider. Don't just you know think that nobody's doing anything <laughs> in that week between Christmas and New Year's or right around the holidays. I mean, I'm not trying to put more pressure on you. I know you might want to take time off too, but even if I'll tell you a little trick, you know, write up your email, write up your pitch and schedule it to send during that week. You know, maybe you have some time right before um, Christmas, but you don't want to send it out yet, but save it and send it then. And then just keep an eye on your email and you only have to deal with it if, if and when something happens, you know, if they get back to you and are interested in any follow-up details. Um, it's not like you have to be spending a ton of time on your computer that week. You know, you can still have your holiday too. But anyway, even if it's a bit much for you and you don't want to be pitching yourself on Christmas, because I know not everyone, especially if PR is not your major focus or, you know, it's not a major piece of your marketing strategy, 
but there are still opportunities to take advantage of even leading up to the holiday season. There are things you can do before, you know, the holidays technically start because that's kind of where we are now. So let's think about some things that you can do. Maybe if you expected or hoped to promote your business through a little bit more throughout this year, but haven't quite gotten it together, but you really want to get some kind of media promotion in before the end of the year, or even if you've been great about it all year, but what's one more thing you can do before the end of the year is out to gain a little more media buzz, right? Why not get a little bit more if you can't? So the main thing to keep in mind here is that you can't just get media attention for just anything. So I don't mean to make it sound like super easy. It's not like you can just say, here's what I'm doing, write about it, you know? And especially around the holidays, it's not like they'll cover just anything. It has to be newsworthy. There has to be a reason why they would be writing about it and taking up space in their publication. And it has to be interesting to readers, newsworthy and different than what somebody else would be doing or talking about or pitching. So what's actually newsworthy that writers can use? Let's think about three newsworthy things you can do before the end of the year in order to get some media attention. Okay, number one is host an event. This is awesome for the holidays because people are in the mood to party, right? Kind of easy, kind of simple, kind of fun. (laughs) Number two is donate something or give back in some way. Again, people are all about giving back this season and publications are into the feel good holiday focus stories too. Number three could be create a wrap up piece or predictions for the coming year, something uh, kind of an information based pitch about something specific to your industry, something that you can offer as an expert source who has either seen things going on in the last year that you can kind of speak on or has, you know, seen enough and known enough to to come up with predictions for the coming year. And that might be helpful to other people. And this one can be especially good for you if you maybe don't have a locally focused or a brick and mortar type business. Not that you need that for the other ones either, but this one just more helps elevate your thought leadership and your expert status in your field. So if that's kind of more what you're going for, rather than just general, here's your business, you know, some some blurb in the newspaper, then this might be one you want to focus on. So let's dive into each of these a bit more and think about how they can work for you. Okay. So the first one, hosting an event, this is pretty self-explanatory. You can host an event around anything you want, really, even just a holiday party type event. Everyone's in the mood for that this time of year, right? But remember, we need to keep in mind that it has to be newsworthy. A party in itself is not newsworthy or a reason to get attention. So what can you do to make it so? Invite someone or some people who are considered celebrity of some kind in your area. That's the easiest way to do this. Or you can partner with a nonprofit organization and have the event somehow benefit them. Or even just have there be some kind of giving component to the event where afterwards you'll provide some proceeds raised or items donated during the event. You know, maybe everyone who comes brings something of a, of a specific type of item to some place, you know, in your neighborhood or locally who needs it. And I guess once we do that, it kind of combines into our second idea, which is the donating or giving back in some way. So I won't go into that too much detail here. We'll talk about that more in the next one. But let's think about how to make a newsworthy event by having components to it that the media will be interested in? How do we make an event interesting to the media, something they would actually want to talk about or cover before or and or after? So the biggest and easiest way is to have some big names there. This can be local celebrities in terms of if you have maybe sports players, they don't have to be huge names. Smaller names are actually often ones who will be more likely to come to events more than you might think. 
It could be business owners or business people who are well-known within the community, especially if there's like a head of an organization related to your industry or something like that. They may not be like a celebrity celebrity or something super well-known around, you know, everyone in the town, but it will look like a big name in your industry and that can add some clout to your event. And sometimes that is in itself something that the media will kind of pick up on. Okay. Who else also? Local comedians. Sometimes even if you're not in a very big city or or a big town, there's some kind of local comedians or anybody who would like put on a show in your in your town or local politicians. Every town has local politicians. So even if you say, yes, but I don't live in a major city, there's no sports teams, no big name people at all here that would be considered celebrities, you have politicians. There's gotta be someone. I grew up in the middle of nowhere and there were still city councilors and even a mayor, even though they weren't really a big deal. But local news love politicians no matter what. So take some time to think about who you may have in your area. And probably if you really think about it, there's someone you have some connection to who would count for this, even if it's through a friend of a friend or someone you don't know that well. And also a lot of times politicians will come to something even if they don't know you. You know, you can invite them through their office, if especially if there's some kind of connection to the neighborhood or their constituents that that might be useful to them. So of course you want to think about making sure it makes sense with your brand. You don't want to invite just anyone just for the name, especially when it comes to politicians, you know, you want it to align. Um, You don't want to have someone there who you definitely don't want, you know, in connection with your brand, but think about what makes sense for your brand. I'm not saying to, to do something super inauthentic, just to have media interested, but find a way to make it make sense. You know, Think about how you can authentically invite someone who would make sense to be at your event that you would like to have there, um, who you could feasibly invite. And some other ways to add to this, or if you really don't have any names type of people, cross-promote with another brand that people are interested in. Have a local chef prepare food for the event or have a local band play music. Invite a local artisan to create something at the event or to give something away to all the attendees. All of these are things that media may find interesting, especially if any of the people you can partner with are the type that local media have been covering lately. You know, if the chef is someone who recently opened a restaurant in town and it's been getting buzzed, so media will know his name, things like that. They like to highlight local interests more than a general business throwing an event. So incorporating these types of partnerships can help make your event seem buzzworthy. And again, you might be like, that's not really news. But if it's, you know, fun things going on in the neighborhood involving other local artisans or, you know, businesses like that all coming together, that can be interesting enough for them to talk about. So Think about who who would make sense to invite, who would make sense to partnership, who could come, who could take part. And also then you can kind of all cross promote it to, to your audiences. But basically make sure you have a professional photographer come and make sure you get the right shots. So get some candid shots, yes, of people enjoying the event, people hanging out, whatever. But also make sure you get some somewhat posed shots of the right people standing together, looking at the camera, you know, in a nice picture that would make sense to be in a newspaper or, you know, posted on a publication. So make sure also that you know the correct name and title of everyone in the shots. And if some of them are from surrounding towns, you know, not the same town that you're in or, you know, that the event is taking place in, then you can send the photo to that local publication too. So keep in mind where they're from, ask them, you know, where do they live? 
And if it's somewhere nearby, they might also be interested in publishing it and include when you're going to send these out after the event, send the picture with the local people, the names, you know, the names, people, whoever you have, and include a one or two sentence blurb about what the event was for, because obviously you want there to be a sentence in there about your business or, you know, your brand, why you're so that you're throwing this event because that's what you're trying to get is, is your brand featured in the news. And so, yeah, especially if you did raise money for something or there was some overall reason or goal to the event that, that you reached, put that in this, you know, little blurb about what, what was happening. We did this recently with a client who had hosted their annual fundraiser and have gotten photos printed so far in more than four surrounding publications, like the local publications for different towns around our city, including, you know, the party picks in the Boston magazine, but then also the smaller local newspapers from the towns that certain guests were from. So they would print the one or two pictures of the guests from that town, even though they weren't necessarily a big name or someone anyone would know, but because they live in that town and they attended this event. And then we also had the picture of the well-known, you know, the more well-known local celebrity and like the head of the organization putting on the event. So that was kind of like the names that was kind of like why this was interesting. There were names people would recognize, you know, and then a picture of the local family who had come from that, from that neighborhood. So, and then, you know, the small write-up of how much money was raised and what the organization does. Bam, multiple current online links for Google and a chance to get in front of people from those other towns in a way that makes it feel super connected to them because it's literally someone in their neighborhood that's connected to this organization, went to this event and took part. So it's like, oh, that's wonderful. What a great organization to be a part of. Okay. The second thing for, you know, number two is to donate something or give back in some way on behalf of your business. I feel like I have to preface this with don't necessarily do this just to get media attention again, because that just feels kind of icky and people can tell if you're not being authentic in something like this, but let's be honest, companies give back all the time solely to say that they're the type who are giving back to their community. There's not really anything wrong with this. It honestly is often seen as the company's responsibility to try to start giving back to their community once they get to a certain size and such. So it's not like a bad thing, but you also don't want it to come across like you're only doing it for the praise you may get. So look into causes that you really care about and align with your brand and make sense for you to be involved in and decide if this is really something that is important to you and your business. And again, it can be so much as just, okay, my business is growing. I feel like I should start to give back because that is something that I think is a value that's important for once businesses get to a certain size. And that's an okay reason for it. But think about how you could give back realistically in a way that others aren't necessarily already doing a lot of too, you know, don't, you know, just donating money isn't really going to be something people will write about unless you give like a super huge donation. But, you know, if you give a little bit of ceremony to it, then that can make sense. Um, There are ways to get people interested in the fact that you're donating money, especially if you can get one of those giant checks for a photo op of you handing it to the head of the organization or something like that. That's something that, again, we could get the picture of that happening printed in the paper. I mean, I'm sure you can think about what kinds of things that you see in the paper and in the local publications. Those are the types of things you see. Um, You can also host a special drive for toys or food or items that a specific organization would need and be the person who donates them all at the end and take pictures of you dropping them off. You can also organize for your team if you have a whole team, you know, in an office or people who you work with 
to do a giving day actually on site in an organization, helping to do something that needs to get done. You know, you'd have to talk to the organization and see what would actually be useful to them, like painting a room or putting together new furniture that you donate to them or playing with children. If it's an organization that works with kids, obviously, or something like that, or helping, you know, the clients of the organization in something that they do there, like job training or applying for housing or whatever it is that you could perhaps help walk people through, just help be another set of boots on the ground for the day. Yeah. Anything you can kind of do in a really hands-on way that again, would be actually helpful for the organization. You'd have to kind of figure that out by deciding what kind of organization you want to be involved with and then talking to them about ways you can actually take part for like a one day volunteer opportunity or something like that. And again, make sure someone is taking pictures of you and your team doing this. And of course, if you're working with people at the organization, you need to make sure they're okay being photographed. But usually the organization will be into this too, because it's really going to promote them too. You know, in this case, you can pick, pitch out the photos after the fact with details of what you donated and why. But you can also pitch a larger story around this about how and why you're giving back and forming a story about what you provided usually with much more of a focus on what the organization or people you donated to provide and why you found it important to help and why you wanted to be a part of this. But again, the story might be a little bit more about the actual organization and that's fine because again, it's about aligning yourself with that and you know, hopefully getting your business mentioned in that story. But the whole focus isn't going to be on the fact that you did this thing necessarily. And again, this is the holiday season. So the media will be more receptive to giving back kind of feel good story, but also keep in mind that they'll probably be getting multiple pitches like this. You're probably not the only one doing it. So yours needs to stand out and be better than any of the others or somehow fit it into the others. So maybe you're pitching more of a trend piece in which a couple of other giving backstories can kind of all fit in together. Maybe more like a, here's how our community is coming together this holiday season to help each other that's fine to pitch. Even if the whole story won't be all about you, that's totally fine. That still could be a great piece and a great mention for you in the publication. So never underestimate the power of a trend piece pitch. If you know you're not the only one doing something you know, similar, like that there'll be other people who might be doing something that can somehow be tied together, that can sometimes make a much stronger story. So yeah, remember you can do this even if you don't have a local specific business or a brick and mortar business, if it's the town you live in or the town you work in, that's enough reason. And even though this will only be a local piece, that's a great place to start. So that's one thing you can definitely think about doing during the holiday season or leading up to the holiday season. Okay. The third thing you can do is create an informational pitch that could be published really anywhere. Well, I mean, not anywhere, anywhere. It would have to be obviously relevant publications, but I mean, it wouldn't, be local specific the way the first two pretty much would be. This would be a chance to share your information and expertise by creating an informational piece that has to do with main takeaways from the past year or predictions for the coming year that other people in your industry or related industries or your client industries would be interested in in some way. So you could submit this to relevant publications as like, here's some really, you know, interesting information that we could do a story around or that you can even, you know, post as kind of a list type piece of information. People love a good year in review type piece. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Think about the stories you see at the end of the year. 
There's so much of that. So that type of pitch can look like a few bullet points of your main items to share, or could even be more of a self-written piece, like a more fully fleshed out piece that you could potentially submit as a guest article, depending on the publications that you decide to target. So many publications use pieces like this at the end and also at the beginning of the new year that all you need to do to get ideas of where to pitch something like this is to search similar terms and see what came up last year. Where were people you know, posting stories like this? And then you can see, did they publish a whole article from one person about their industry predictions? Or did they write a piece using one or two tips from all different experts? Or are there pieces that are clearly a self-submitted piece directly from a business owner like you? It gives you a sense of how to pitch and what to expect at different different publications while also providing a perfect list of publications to start with that are likely to be receptive to a piece like this. Of course, if you have general publications that you know you love for your industry that you'd want to get this into, by all means, try it too. Even if you don't see them having done something similar in the past, I don't mean to say you should only go for places that have done something like this last year, but just that those can be a really good place to start if you aren't already sure where to pitch. So write up your tips taking time to think them through, use examples from your business or clients in the past year, and offer something that you don't think anyone else in your industry will also be offering. Go beyond the basics, make sure it's truthful and factual because this is this is really like things that you're putting out there as you know your expertise. You want to make sure it's truthful and you want to be providing really useful information that will be helpful to many of the potential readers of this website or this publication. Um, because that's something that they're going to be looking for, you know, something that people will be able to use, people will be able to translate into their business for the coming year, things like that. And one thing to keep in mind too, is that even if we're thinking of the end of the year or even a year, year ahead predictions type of piece, try to get this out there fairly soon. Don't wait until the last week of the year for this pitch, because they will be organizing stories like this pretty soon. And keep in mind that they may be wanting to plan a little in advance for pieces that will be coming out at the very end of the year because they may be trying to take some time off for some a place that would be publishing something like this. You know, that it's not a it's probably not like a hard news site. It's probably not like an actual, you know, local newspaper that needs to be publishing every day or every week. They might be lining up pieces for the end of the year um, and trying to take it a little more easy. So you might want to reach out to the editor like as soon as possible so that they'll be more likely to decide to use it because it's it will fill a content need that they're trying to plan for. And also because quite honestly, other people might be submitting similar style pitches. So you want to be one of the first to get in there as well as one of the best. So if this is something you're thinking of, try to start fleshing it out pretty soon. Try to start putting it together and deciding where you're going to pitch it and don't necessarily wait on this one. Even if you know you can pitch it as this would be a great thing to be coming out at the very end of the year, but you can pitch it now. Okay, so those are some easy ways to create something newsworthy before the end of the year, even if you don't have a big launch or something that jumps out as you as a big news item that you can pitch, even if you were like, there's nothing I can do. I have no things that I can talk about or nothing I could get media buzz for. Those are three things that you can do. I think anybody listening to this episode could do one of those three things or all of those three things. Yeah, because sometimes you can create your own news. And the end of the year is just as good a time as any, if not better. So that's no excuse. So yeah, think about if any of these are things you can plan to do before the end of this year in order to get some quick media buzz for your brand or business before the new year starts and jump right into 2020 with some name recognition, Google results, and content that you can use on your social media, your marketing materials, and in conversation with prospective clients and contacts. 
as always, let me know how it goes. And if you have any questions, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes with your favorite takeaway from this episode. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and other links are always in the show notes and we're always happy to hear from you with thoughts, ideas, or even suggestions of someone you'd love to hear me talk to on the show. You can also submit guests online at polinapr.com slash podcast. Lastly, please drop a comment on the post for this episode on the podcast Instagram at female millennial entrepreneurs to let me know you listened. Tune in next time.